What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Nerdwide Podcast. This is episode 21, and as you can see, there's a whole new backdrop in a room behind me. There's something completely new behind Chris as well, but trust me, we're going to get right into that as soon as we get through the intro. Of course, I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, and this right beside me is the man, Mr. Chris Rivers, my favorite co-host. Chris, how are you? It's been two weeks since we've you know seen each other face-to-face like this. How's life been? Catch me up. I want to hear it all. It's very little to tell, man. Really. It's uh, work and trying to rest and get over the crud. Yeah. Are you feeling much better now? Uh, got a little bit of a cough still, but yeah, yeah pretty much everything else is gone. And then good here what in old Tennessee. It's, uh, you know, pollen is everywhere. There's pollen all over my car, all over my wife's car. Uh, both kids are yeah. confident, sneezing, and runny nose. And it's just like, well, it's normal springtime here in Tennessee. What about you? What have you been up to? Oh, well, let me tell you. So, obviously, I got a new house. I kept this under secret from the general public ever since, uh, what was it, the end of January? No, beginning of February, middle of February, I think, is when we found out about this house. Um, put an offer in before it hit the market. We got it. Uh, we had to do a whole lot of renovation, I would say. Like, I mean, we've replaced every doorknob, every hinge. Um the whole house has been painted from bottom to top, like from this woodworks to the sea, every ceiling was painted. Um, so we, that's what we've been doing the past two weeks. I, I also started a new job, which is work from home. So I can do a whole lot more of capturing news things as well for the podcast nice. and messing with things. Oh, we're going to have some fun with it. Like I've got a, I can make gifts now. So, I mean, anything you do, Chris, <laughs> I can, I can put that bad boy on oh, replay. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, but, but that's that's been the past two weeks, and that's uh, obviously why we took a break from last week was because of the whole move right. and me not even having the the setup completely done until maybe Tuesday of this past week of recording, and we're fully set up, good to go. Because I even sent you the picture of me uploading last time's episode because uh, good old internet provider we have. Turned our internet off uh, 12 hours early, so was not expecting any of that, and so I apologize to everybody that was waiting on the edge of their seats for the episode. But, uh, of course, if you this is the NerdWide Podcast. If you like and hear what you see, like if you like what you hear and see what you see, make sure you hit subscribe on YouTube or subscribe to whatever podcast service you're listening to. Of course, always go that extra mile if you can and share it to any of your friends and family on social media. Uh, if you don't like it, get in the comments. Let us know what you don't like about it, what we can fix, and what you uh, if like if something's not visually that pleasing, you know, you don't like what you hear, things like that. But if you want to go the extra mile, go to Patreon.com/nerdwide. We have three different tiers for you to go to there. If you want to toss a couple of bucks to us and to our podcast to help make this podcast even better. But Chris, let's get into what everyone wants to hear about, which is our three topics. Our first, of course, our first one is TV. And I have got to know, what in the world have you been watching? And I've been catching up on more of the shows that I used to watch a lot, like um, NCIS, Blue Blood, stuff like that. Um, and, of course, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Of course. A- A.K.A. Sam and Bucky. <laughs> Sam and Bucky. And, uh, and uh, Invincible. Yeah. So let's get right into the, because that's what I've been watching TV-wise. Um, I wanted to check out the CW's Kung Fu, their their new show that premiered last week, or this week technically. 
Um, I want to. I am going to potentially catch up on it. They had their first uh, premiere uh, this past week. I want to see what it's about. I've seen some trailers, and I was like, eh, it's definitely like my show, but I'm at least give it a try because uh, a lot of the CW, they, they, it's more hits than our misses at this point. But let's get right into it. I know uh, how far in are you on Invincible, and the spoilers tag is up, so feel free. Uh, just second episode. Okay. I'm trying to think. Second episode, he... Does he have a suit yet? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. The, the the second episode is the Flaxen coming in. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got a suit then. He's met the like yeah. the Game esque character, the Alfred. So, and what kind of what kind of guy? Because I'm not familiar with the comics. Me either. So this is my first iteration, and I am going to go back and read the comics once the first season's done. I kind of thought it was cool that the Flaxen, when they come to Earth. Because it's a different uh, time, I guess, measurement of time than their world. They aged very rapidly. Right. And then they had to go and come back with, they had like bracelets or whatever on yeah. to manage there. So that, that, that was kind of interesting. It was something that you don't really see a lot of, uh, a lot of properties take into account that there could be a difference like that between worlds. So you've met the Ting Team then, which is the, one of the weirdest names to say in the in the whole thing. Teen Team. Well, Teen Titans was taken. Yeah, so a lot of this is, and something I've noticed too, is a lot of this I feel is loosely related to DC's properties. And I feel yeah. like Robert Kirkman did that on purpose. But, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's fun. And it's, it's real dark and real gory. And a lot of death. Uh, absolutely a lot of death. They don't shy away from any of that. But I can't wait for you to get caught up to this most recent episode because Mahershala Ali, it was his first episode. And oh, yeah. I lo- yeah, I love that actor. And he does such a good job in this as well. Um, he's going to be Blade. He's going to be Blade. I can't wait if, if it actually starts happening. Um, but I want to hear, so we've got two episodes technically to catch up on, on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, but um, we kind of go over the, the, the second to last one and then this week's. So we go to a new city called Mandrapur, new new set piece in our universe, and that was a lot of fun. I love Zemo. I love Baron Zemo, and I'm so glad they brought him back. Of course, we knew he was going to be back because of the trailers, but uh, it was it's even better his dynamic with uh, Falcon and Bucky. Like the, the what he does to them and messes with their heads and everything is, is beautiful. And then we see Sharon Carter come back, and I'm pretty sure Chris. Now this is conspiracy galore on this but I'm, I know what you're gonna say. I'm pretty sure she's the power broker yep yeah because especially because of the fifth episode they were talking about it a little bit more and i've seen theories around it go around the internet but i'm like i think she's the power broker and she's working with them to get to carly and i'm all about it because you see the two different aspects of you know uh the winter soldier and silver well silver war technically um, you know, Sharon Carter had a horrible life after uh, Civil War, and Falcon 
not not so bad, but I mean, he's having a better life than she is. I mean, she's not even allowed to come back to the states or anywhere. She has to be, you know, under the radar, and she has been over what the eight years now. She put her neck on the line for him to help him out, and then it's like they forgot about her. I yeah, mean, no. they, they, Sam was blipped, right? Right. Still, she wasn't exactly top of mind when all this other stuff. Was <laughs> when everything came back, and so. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure she's going to be end up being the big bad. They're trying to make Carly seem like it is, but I'm, I'm like, yeah, Sharon Carter's the big bad. That's going to be a whole big another dynamic, and yeah. which brings us to well the end of that episode where uh, Ao was in it. I was like, oh my god, we're getting Wakandans in this, and then mm-hmm. the the most recent episode, the fifth ep- no, was it the fifth episode, fourth. whichever fourth, is phenomenal. Yeah. Like the. Like, I wish I could pull up the quote that Ao said, uh, but the fight scene between all of them and then mm-hmm. with John Walker completely losing it, like I was, I was expecting it to happen, but not that brutally. And the blood when they panned out and you see the blood dripping from the bottom of the shield, I'm like, oh my god, this is it's on, and yeah. he he will become the the U.S. agent, I think is what it's called. And, yeah. Oh god, such a good episode. Yeah, it's uh very. Good. I, I love the. It was blatant foreshadowing when uh, when they're fighting the Wakandans, mm-hmm. and uh, she just dismantles, uh, John, and he looks at Battlestar and he's like, "She's not even a super soldier." Yeah. It's because you're not crap, dude. Mm-mm. You, you're not as good as you think you are. And uh, the fact that he took it and then just l- basically lost it on one of the uh, Flag Smashers was... And it was an accelerated take on what happened to him in the comics. Okay. What's interesting, though, is in the comics, he uh, he, he goes bad for a while. And then he and Cap end up, because Cap goes off and just becomes the captain. That's what he goes by. Mm. And he wears the suit that becomes the suit for U.S. agent. They uh, they fight their uh, their common enemy. I can't remember who it is exactly that they were fighting at that point. But um, after the battle, John Walker hands Cap the sh- hands Steve Rogers the shield back. And Rogers then later on delivers the U.S. agent suit that he had been wearing to uh, to Walker, and they sw- and Walker goes on to become a West Coast Avenger and all this stuff. So yeah, he becomes uh, a part of the Thunderbolts, right? Yeah, with uh, Captain Ross and or General Ross, and I, I feel like they're building towards that. A lot of people have been putting like on Reddit and Twitter that they're building towards the Thunderbolts, and. What I really enjoyed about this one was the guy that he killed at the end of the episode. At the beginning, he was telling Carly, he was like, you know, I looked up to Captain America. I used to look up to him. He was my hero, and, you know, he was everything that I wanted to stand and fight for. And I want to talk about the shield. And then he gets killed by the shield. And I love how they did that. And Mm. I I don't want to do this, but here we go. Let's put our conspiracy hats on. They one of the producers for the show uh, said either yesterday or Friday that there is uh, someone from the past movies coming back into the show 
on this week's episode. So everyone's like, okay, let's calm down. Let's not get a little crazy here. But uh, yeah, and the but they are they have already the producers have confirmed that um, Black Panther Chadwick Boseman is not in it because I know how they put the Wakandans in here and the Royal Guard, but they are they he they've confirmed he is not in it. I was like I, I wasn't really expecting him to be, but at first when they started showing those beads, Chris, I was like, oh my god, uh-huh. he's not in the show, is he? I said, there's no way he's in this show, and then it was Ao. I was like, okay, I'm I'm okay with that, yeah. and. Oh, I just I really, I think this episode was probably my favorite one so far of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, definitely. I just hate that we've only got two left. I wish this was another ten to twelve episode series. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I can't help but think it's going to be Chris Evans because I I don't think that they're going to de-age him. Right. I think it's going to be older Chris Evans, but I think you're going to get a scene probably where he has a, like there's Sam, Bucky, John Walker, and 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 Steve Rogers, and Steve's just going to reach over and take the shield from Walker, and hand it to oh. Sam. I can't. Or, or, I just, maybe, so... maybe he goes to hand it to Sam, and Bucky intercepts and says, "Yeah." He didn't want it. I'll take it. Well, the show does something so good, and people like on Reddit were doing the like showing from the Captain America, the first Avenger movie, and then now it was saying like um, it was I forget the doctor's name. I know all the Marvel fans are gonna hate me for this, but I forget the doctor's name that picks Steve Rogers to be the candidate for the Super Soldier Serum, and he says it's you know you're not the perfect soldier, but you have the perfect heart. And it's showing the difference. John Walker is the perfect soldier. And this is what happens. And it shows you have to have that heart, not be a perfect soldier. And I just think it's so good how they're doing it. Because, I mean, it's true. I mean, John Walker is the perfect soldier. And you see how it's corrupting and turning people. Um, I like how we got Sam's past in this episode of him uh, talking and coping with uh, war uh, veterans. And talking him off the edge and stuff like that. We got him talking to Carly like another human being. Of course, you know, we could see this from a mile away of John Walker coming in and messing everything up because we could have been done with the whole show after he talked to Carly. But uh, I'm still waiting for Sam to get the shield because we've seen some trailer scenes of him throwing it like against trees and stuff like that. Unless that's just a deleted scene that they put in there to, uh, to fake everyone off with the trailers. But, I mean, and... It's the whole thing of, I, I really do think the Winter Soldier is probably going to get the shield at the, in the end of the whole show because they're, I feel like every episode he's asking Sam or someone's asking Sam, why did you give it up? It, you know, he left it for you kind of scenario. I feel like he's, Falcon's really going to be like, either he's going to accept it and take up the shield or he's just going to give it to Bucky or Bucky's going to take it and say like, you know, right. I need to have this. So Yeah. And I think it's going to kind of come back in some way, to some degree, to that uh, that scene from episode two, where Sam and Bucky, they're outside of Isaiah's. I think are they outside of Isaiah's house when it when it happens? Uh, Bucky basically says to Sam that the shield had to, basically the shield had to be meant for Sam. Because if not, Steve was wrong about him. Yeah, right. If he was wrong about him, he was wrong about Bucky. Yeah. Oh, that he, breaks my heart, man. That's such 
like uh, it's a, like the whole Sebastian Stan's performance at the beginning yeah. uh, with him and Ao at the in Wakanda. That was uh-huh. heartbreaking. Oh, that was it broke my heart. And my my oldest daughter absolutely loves Sebastian Stan and everything he's been in. And like seeing that, she was a little emotional. I was like, that's acting. He's like just a, a phenomenal actor. And I can't wait to see other movies he's in. I know he's got something new coming out soon. And I'm just like, oh, he's so good. Oh. Okay. He he did some episodes of uh, Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. He was on that show for a while. What a what an actor! All right. Yeah. You good with Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah. Do you have any other theories on uh, who the guest star could be? See, I don't know, and I want to pull. I want to find try and find the exact quote from the producers. I don't think I'll be able to, but I mean, it, it could honestly. I want to say, I'm trying to make sure I remember the quote correctly, because I don't know if they said it's someone that we already know about, um, or if it's somebody um, we don't know. Okay, so Falcon and Winter Soldier's secret character is reportedly a big, unannounced Marvel character played by an award-winning actor, is a direct quote. So, unannounced. unannounced. So, so, it's not no. someone we're familiar with. <laughs> And of course, BD from comic books says, I hate this game. Okay, let's start guessing. <laughs> I mean, well, then who could it be, though? Especially for them to keep it such tight lip that no one's seen anybody around set either. But I mean, they did the same thing with uh, Peter Stevens was, or Peter. It's the Invisible Woman. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, no, I, there's got to be, for it to be, for it to have impact. We know it's not Stan. And it's, and, it's, and it's an unannounced award winner actor. So, I mean, I it, it could be, I mean, unannounced is, I mean, it could be anything at this point with how big MCU is. I want It's not Owen Wilson. He's already been announced as a character. I don't think Loki will be, I'm trying to think of how they're going to tie everything into these shows. So. I wonder if, hmm. Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on her last name. Tatiana. Um, Ali. No. She-Hulk. From, yeah, yeah. I wonder, well, no, she's been announced. Never mind. Yep. That's... I, I was going to say, I wonder if she would show up as Jennifer Walters as a lawyer to help out Sam's sister or something. See, I'm trying that to. Would kinda... Yeah. I don't know. That's something that they would do. You're right. Or, you know, uh, Matt Murdock shows up. Mm, I'm trying to think of how... Because they're overseas right now. Technically, Mm. uh, I I don't know. But there's so many it could be. Again, I wanted to be X-Men. It wouldn't make sense for the story. Fantastic Four wouldn't make sense for the story. Well, maybe... Because maybe we meet Victor Von Doom. Oh. Wouldn't, I mean, because he was a scientist, so. Yeah. See, I mean, there's maybe. just, maybe it's, uh, a lot of people are saying General Ross is from the Thunderbolts. Because yeah. he's, he's going to want to weaponize John Walker more. And maybe he shows up like as Red Hulk, is what people are saying, because he's maybe already taken something and messed with everything. I mean, that's, that's probably the best guess I could get. But I, I wonder know. who'd play him though. 
That's a good point. I don't know. Award-winning actor. I mean, there's so many. I mean, we could be so wrong and be completely out. It could be a classic Marvel thing where they're teasing this, right? And it's not even a big, important character. It's just someone doing like a little small little cameo and not even mean anything to the story whatsoever. But who knows? (laughs) All right. Spoiler tag is off. Let's get right into our news. I've got five TV news stories here. Technically, though, three of them, I'm going to run right off the bat with them. But the first one is, The Bad Batch will get a 70-minute premiere on May 4th with new episodes every Friday on Disney+. Plus. We're going to comicbook.com by Jamie Lovett for this one. Lucasfilm and Disney Plus released the new Star Wars The Bad Batch trailer and key art. The trailer release also brought the news that The Bad Batch's debut on Star Wars Day will have a 70-minute runtime. That's a heaping helping of new Star Wars for fans to celebrate with on May the 4th. Star Wars The Bad Batch is a spinoff of Star Wars The Clone Wars. It follows the ragtag band of elite experimental clones introduced in the Clone Wars final season. Today's trailer revealed the returns of two other Clone Wars characters and offered a new glimpse at Fennec Shand. Which, of course, Fennec Shand is our uh, Ming-Na Wen. So, mm-hmm. and I will be watching. It sounds like I need to catch up on The Clone Wars and just so I know what The Bad Batch is about. Because anything Ming Nong Wen is in, I am not going to hesitate to not watch. So, right, we got we to call right. her on her. You're I need to text her on her cell phone to make her get her on the show sometime. You're not going to hesitate to not watch. Yeah, they cancel each other out. Um, so, anyways, I'm going <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> okay. All right, here I'm, is. I'm- Here's the first one of the three I was talking about earlier. Powerpuff Girls live action pilot at CW cast Donald Faison as Professor Utonium. I'm going to Variety for this story from Joe okay. Otterson. Uh, listen, so a little backstory here. Scrubs is one of my favorite medical TV shows ever made, uh, comedy or no. But I have been listening for the past year and almost a year and a half now to Donald Faison and Zach Braff's, uh, you know, uh, Turk and JD's podcast where they're rewatching Scrubs. And we're in the, the third season right now on the show. But he has been, him and Zach Braff, you know, they can't talk about things until news breaks. So, like, they, they hint at things. And he's been talking about this one, I think, for like a month that he auditioned for and he got it. He's been slimming down for it. But so we're going to the variety.com uh, for this one again by Joe Otterson. Donald Faison has joined the Powerpuff Girls live action pilot in the role of Professor Drake Utonium. The series, now titled simply Powerpuff, was first announced as being in development back in August based on the Cartoon Network series created by Craig McCracken. Um, it says based, uh, the new series sees the pint sized heroes as disillusioned 20 somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting. Will they agree to reunite now that the world needs them more than ever? So, Donald Faison as the dad, but here we go to our next story, again by Variety by Joe Otterson. Uh, The Powerpuff Girls live action at CW has found its mojo, Jojo. Nicholas Podany has joined the pilot in the role of Joseph Jojo Mondell Jr. As a kid, the nerdy, power-hungry, insecure Jojo was obsessed with the Powerpuff Girls, despite his father's grudge against them. As an adult, JoJo finds his sweetness and rage in constant battle. So it sounds like I know you. you uh, this is past your time when it was the big show. So, yeah. Mojo JoJo was a evil scientist monkey. Like he has a hat on, but after you take the hat off, it's just straight brain. 
Um, so it sounds like they are. And he's a monkey. Well, yeah. And he's this guy sounds like he's the son of Mojo Jojo. Because they say his, uh, despite his father's grudge against them. So I'm assuming this is the son of Mojo Jojo. So this is Mojo Jojo Jr. Just making oh. sure we're all caught up here. <laughs> and this is the third story, our last one about Powerpuff. Powerpuff, we're going to tvline.com by Andy Swift. Powerpuff casts Robin Lively as Miss Bellum, with Tom Kenny returning to narrate the CW's live-action pilot. Robin Lively, iconic star of Teen Witch and half-sister of Gossip Girl's Blake Lively, will embody Sarah Bellum in the network's live-action pilot, our sister side deadline reports. As fans of the original Powerpuff Girls cartoon will recall, Miss Bellum was the mayor's right-hand woman, though we never saw her face. Excuse me. Powerpuff's version of Miss Bellum is a, quote, warm and witty career woman who has a complicated romantic history with Professor Utonium. Always a friend to the Powerpuff Girls, she has remained close to them since childhood, end quote. Additionally, Tom Kenny, who narrated the original animated series as well as the 2016 reboot, will return as the narrator of the new uh, iteration, which is awesome. I'm glad they're keeping Tom Kenny on board. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, Miss Bellum is an interesting thing. So she never showed her face in the show and she was always with the mayor, like always. And so now that she's a love interest to Donald Faison's professor, Utonium, it's going to be fun. Like I, I'm already, I know we talked about when this first was announced that we're like, eh, it's kind of weird. And then, you know, Chloe Bennett and, um, oh God, Cameron, uh, Duff Cameron got announced and we were like, okay, we're going to watch this. Now Donald Faison's attached to it. And right. I mean, Robin Lively, I am, I'm all in on this. I mean, I know I've said it when they announced the other character, the cast, but I mean, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fun. Oh yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm going to, this is going to be similar to invincible for me coming to something that I don't have a familiarity with the original source material. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be a different set of eyes on it than what you'll have. Listen, and we're going to have to talk in Chloe Bennett a lot and see if we can get in touch with her agent so we can get her on the show or do an interview with her because as big as fans as we were of her and still are of her from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, we've we've got to make this happen. We'll have to hit up some of our sources, of course. And then the last news story I have for you is The Witcher Season 2 has officially wrapped filming. Uh, there's pictures on the internet around of uh, Geralt or Henry Cavill holding up the, what do you call this, Chris? The little, uh, the slappy thingy. The, uh, the clapboard. The clapboard. And, I mean, he's just looking great as ever. You know, it's been a long ride with the COVID and everything for them. And him getting a leg injury and the whole shebang. But it's officially done. It's now in post-production. I'm really hoping we get this uh, by this fall because I love the Witcher show. And I cannot wait for more. But Chris, we don't have to wait for some of these other TV shows coming out this week. For releases this week, Sunday, April 11th, Fear the Walking Dead comes back on on AMC. And Friday, April 16th, Fast and Furious Spy Racers comes to Netflix, which is the animated Fast and Furious spin-off. And that's all we've got for TV this week. I mean, not a whole lot, but, I mean, the past two weeks, but not a whole lot. But, you know, there's some goodies in there. Can't go wrong with Donald Faison. Too much Fast and Furious stuff. Yeah. <laughs> We're not done yet. <laughs> oh. Oh, whatever. Um, 
Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> All right, on to movies. So, a lot of people are probably thinking, hey, you guys didn't pick a movie for this week. They're not wrong. We, in, we <laughs> intended to. Um, but as Tyler said, it was hectic and his internet was out, so it delayed the previous show getting uploaded, and it just seemed like everything was better off to just readjust. However, uh, Tyler, you watched a film this week. I did. I actually watched this last night. And love me. It, listen, the movie I watched was Godzilla vs. Kong. Of course, the previous episodes um, earlier last year and things like that, earlier this year, I talked about watching Godzilla, Kong, and Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. All in preparation for Godzilla vs. Kong. And let me tell you, so Godzilla King of the Monsters was my favorite out of those three. This one tops it. This Godzilla vs. Kong was everything it was everything was building towards. It was ultimate kaiju movie. And it was so much fun. The story worked out well. There were a lot of people's complaints with the other movies where there's too many human things going on. They just want to see the monsters fight and the monsters do everything. But this one had a little bit of the human stuff, but I feel like it had more so of the, the monsters and kaijus. And it, let me just tell you, the whoever wins might surprise you because there is a clear winner. But mm-hmm. and if you pay attention to the trailers, there's an I don't want to spoil anything because it's still new and still on HBO Max. So and that's something I want to give this one personally. This is an A minus film for me. I, I really, really enjoyed it. It oh Chris, I'm telling you, it was so good. And uh, I advise if you want to watch it in theaters, you can safely do so. I say do so just because of the the, the surround sound and the in the the quality of everything. Uh, watching it on my new TV in 4K and um, not having a good sound system didn't really help the experience. I felt like it would have been a lot more if I had a, a better like surround sound, like a sound bar. But it was so beautiful, and the fights were so well done, and the story made sense. I didn't feel like it. the human stuff was kind of forced in there, like previous movies. And, and, but this one felt like it. Uh, it felt like a good movie. I don't know if they're going to make any more after this one. It's, it's like one of those, um, so my daughter watched it in theaters and she said she didn't really like it because it didn't really get good to the last 30 minutes of the movie. I, I told her this morning, I said, I disagree with that. I said, it's like watching Avengers Infinity War or Avengers Endgame and not watching any of the other Marvel movies. So like you're just going yeah. in blind, like it's, you're not going to understand everything. And that's why I told her, I said, a lot of that stuff that was at the beginning in the middle that you said was boring was all stuff from the previous three movies. Like they, all of them connected and made sense as you can't just, you know, you don't understand these characters, but, and there were some good scenes, but yeah, I, I, a minus for sure for Godzilla versus Kong for me. And I, I really hope awesome. they make more. So you're saying I need to watch this. Mm-hmm. I do. It's, it's good. Okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I may get it done for next week's show, but add it to the uh, list, speak, Chris. <laughs> speaking of next week's show, uh, our movie review for next week, by uh, popular demand, it's going to be Netflix's Thunder Force. Yeah, we got uh, five votes on this one, and even a comment. Um, we had one vote for Back to the Future Three, and then the other four were for Thunder Force which I haven't seen a whole lot of talk about. It's Melissa McCarthy, and I forget the other actress's name. 
Um, is that a, is it Octavia Spencer? Octavia no? Spencer, yes. Okay. And they're superheroes. So I'm, I'm curious. And this is right up our alley. So yeah. it's, <laughs> I'm just curious to see how it is because I've heard mixed reviews on this one. Yeah. But um, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll certainly have our thoughts on right. it. <laughs> we, we know from... We we do know kind of going in that it's it's going to be a comedic, maybe farcical type of, of I'm film. A, I'm okay with that. We could use some of that in our lives, so especially with how serious some of our shows and movies are lately. <laughs> they're not trying to compete with Justice League mm -mm. or Avengers or anything. It's <laughs> just a fun little thing. All right, let's get to the movie news then. Um. This first one is going to be from Deadline. And Russell Crowe lands a role in Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh, the byline on this belongs to Justin Kroll. And it says, Russell Crowe has joined the cast of Marvel's Thor, Love, and Thunder, joining Chris Hemsworth, who's reprising his role as the God of Thunder, Natalie Portman, and Christian Bale, who will be playing the villain. Crow's role is being kept under wraps, and the hope was to surprise fans with this fun cameo when the film was released. But following recent photos of Crow hanging out with the cast all over Australia, Deadline has confirmed he is in the movie. So if he just kept his head down and not yeah. gone out and partied and hung out with everybody, but I mean, wouldn't you? I would. I would have hung out with them though. I mean, the pandemic's going on. They're Marvel is keeping this very safe and structured yeah. and everything. So if you've got a chance to have a human interaction, why not? You know, but people need to stop taking photos. Keep that stuff to yourself, okay? Yeah. Now you don't need to be internet famous. So the film, the <laughs> film does uh, does is slated as of now to come out May sixth of twenty twenty two, and also Matt Damon is going to be back. <laughs> that's I'm so that excited. So, um, um, that's yeah, it's gonna be a an interesting. Uh, an interesting film mm -hmm. because the whole point of the comics when they did this storyline is they went dozens of issues I think mm -hmm. with no one knowing who the goddess of thunder was yep. who the new was and here we just get it right up front there's no mystery there there's no hiding it kind of disappointed in that i wish they kind of done a movie in between mm, to kind of set it up a yeah. little bit yeah yeah but they're just throwing it to us so what if but Natalie Portman's maybe... the one for falcon and winter soldier but she's already been announced that's true okay touche <laughs> um this is one that i shared with tyler when i saw it this comes from variety and it's by Brent Lang and Matt Donnelly. Netflix buys Knives Out sequels for $450 million. That's a lot of money. Um, yeah, that is a lot of money. Um, it says the films are going to reunite director Ryan Johnson and star Daniel Craig. Now, we wanted to see sequels because we were hoping we would get more jamie lee curtis we mm -hmm. were hoping we get more chris evans i don't know that they're going to do that um just 
I'm I'm sure now that they have the sequels, the rights to them purchased, a deal's been worked out. They'll be working on the script. I guess they could come back to the to the same family. Do you think they would though, or do you think they would switch to a different kind of story that this family has already been done? What if they switch to a different story and it's a different family but the same actors back? <laughs> just same back, just different plot. <laughs> I'm down. Um, it, it does say the first Knives Out was produced by Media Rights Capital. It was distributed by Lionsgate and earned $311.4 million on a $40 million budget. Yeah. So it made a lot of money. And I'm, I'm still um, curious to see how, like with HBO Max as well, how do these movies earn revenue for Netflix? I mean, everybody's got a Netflix account right now, and you're not paying a premium subscription or anything to watch these movies. So right. where does Netflix get the money from? I wonder if what they do is they count, if you watched something, they count a portion of your subscription as going towards it. Oh. Maybe. Uh, maybe they count if you sign up and the first thing you watch is this, then you signed up to watch that. So it, and, I don't know. And speaking of, this is totally off topic, but it kind of, sort of. There was reports that came out from HBO Max that only 42% of people that started Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, finished the movie. 42%, Chris. That means if you press play and you, like everyone that pressed play, only 42% of those people finished the movie. What is this world? Just watch the movie. I don't know that I believe it. Honestly. That was what the reports came out and said. Yeah, but they don't want to pursue the Snyder Cut universe, and uh, I think that's their way of kind of telling everybody, "Oh, well, it didn't perform well." Yeah, uh, that's a good point, Chris. Good but, point. And and the other thing is, what do you mean by finish the movie? At what point did they stop watching? Did they mm. stop when the credits started to roll? Right, or did they finish it after the epilogue? Technically, technically, the movie's not over yet if the credits are rolling. Right, that's part of the film. That's part of the runtime. So that's a good, that's a good point. When did they? It's not like these people watched five minutes and said, "I ain't watching this." Right. So this is this is ridiculous. I've already seen this movie. <laughs> no, you haven't. Um, no, it's good. It's good. So you sent me a tweet, a photo of a tweet that said, "Starting." This came from Netflix film. Uh, that's the Twitter account that tweeted this out, and it's it's verified. It's got the little chat yep, mark. This is them. That's important. <laughs> it's got the little doohickey. Starting in 2022, Netflix will be the first U.S. streaming home for Sony Pictures Films following their theatrical releases. Get ready for Uncharted, Morbius, Bullet Train, and Where the Crawdads Sing, plus future sequels to Venom, Jumanji, Bad Boys, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Let me pull up the story now here. I do all this from my phone, so it takes a second. No, you're good. Because I'm using my laptop for the... uh, (laughs) For the recording. For the recording. Well, so uh, this this is what this tells me, and it might talk about it in the in the, the article here. But this tells me that Sony is not getting their own streaming platform or interesting in their own streaming platform. Because if you make this this deal with Netflix, 
mm-hmm. then I mean you're taking that's all your IPs. So right. that's what that tells me. Well, the article comes from Variety. Uh, it's by Matt Donnelly and Cynthia Littleton. It says Netflix has emerged the winner of a nearly two-year auction. Page just reloaded. <laughs> of a nearly two-year auction for the exclusive U.S. rights to stream Sony Pictures theatrical releases in the first pay TV window, starting with the studio's 2022 slate. Um. Netflix has also set a first-look agreement with Sony for all of the studio's original movies produced for the direct-to-streaming market. The deal also requires Netflix to commit to a certain number of titles from the studio, but it doesn't stop Sony from selling direct-to-streaming titles to Netflix's rivals. In that case, however, Netflix would have to pass on the project for Sony to be able to sell it to another streamer. As part of the pack, Netflix will license an unspecified number of older titles from Sony's Movie Vault. I was wondering about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, their primary pay TV partner has been Stars, now owned by Lionsgate since 2006. The new theatrical output deal with Netflix, which only covers the U.S., is believed to run about five years and is undoubtedly worth hundreds of millions of dollars to the studio over the term. Um Industry sources said Sony executives are working on another significant theatrical moving li- movie licensing pact outside the Netflix agreement. So it does note as well Netflix already had to deal with Sony for all of their animated releases. Um, yeah, I'm curious because it does say that they're going to get a certain number of older of catalog titles from Sony. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what that means for the other titles they don't select. How does Sony get those out there? Do they just kind of just die to the you know the, the Shadowlands? See, I don't, either that or I don't know because I mean, this also tells me that like Home, like Spider-Man: Homecoming, and things like that are not going to go to Disney Plus because they've been on Netflix because of, because of this deal. Like I mean, early deals, and so this lets me know that the MCU will never be complete on Disney Plus anymore. If they're getting the rights to this. Well, but they didn't mention that. They said the Spider-Man End of the Spider-Verse sequel, which will be animated. Mm. Which was already under the deal. That promises to bring future installments of the Spider-Man. Okay, yeah. So it's it's true. See, I don't know. Because I'm pretty sure with this next movie of Spider-Man and Multiverse and everything, I'm pretty sure he's going into the Sony universe. Tom Holland is. So that's what I'm Look, Sony's going to have to get over themselves. <laughs> All right. Now, I, it looked to me like it was going to be the old agreement. So they'll have, like like it said, Morbius and Venom, and they'll have some of those characters. But I can't wait for it, that, by the way. It might, it might be that Disney just has to sit down and write out a big check and say, look, we're taking all the properties back. Yeah, and this is going to be ours. And Yeah. This is the the Marvel name, and I bet you, I bet uh, Kevin Feige and the heads of Disney—I forget his name—Robert something else, um, Bob some Bob Bob Bob, Bob Iger. See, nailed that one. He—I'm uh, pretty sure they—they know dang well when those properties at contracts expire, because yeah. they're they're going to just swoop those right back. They're like Sony, well, you know, you've had them, but they're going to be ours now. But the problem is, though, as long as Sony keeps making movies, 
Because mm -hmm. the, the way those deals typically work is if you make a film every so many years using that property, you keep the deal. Yeah. Uh, that's why the Hellraiser franchise for horror fans really went downhill because the studio wanted to keep the, the IP. So they would just take a script they liked that they didn't like the title of, put Hellraiser on it. Ship it out. Nope. Yeah. See, that disgusts yeah. me because I want Venom and Morbius to do, to, to do well because of what they're building. But I also don't want them to because if it continues to underperform, that's more likely Sony will sell it. Back and to say Marvel. We, yeah, say we just can't do this like yeah. Marvel can. But that's, yeah. say it's a double-edged sword, I feel like, when it comes to those properties. The good thing for Marvel is they have enough to keep the universe flowing. Right. They don't really need them right now. So they can. Anyway, the next bit of news also concerns uh, a film from that list that I read. Upcoming Uncharted movie has been pushed back to February the 18th of 2022. Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point, you have to believe that anything that was slated to come out in 2021, like originally slated to come out in 2021, will not come out this year. It's the same thing for video games. We've had so many, and we've talked about in the previous shows, we've had so many games being delayed until 2022. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to assume it's the same thing for movies, and not really TV shows because it's, it's different to make a TV show now. Uh, but like your big movies like this, it, this is not uncommon. I, I was honestly expecting this because I mean they, I think they were they plan to release in beginning of November, end of October for Uncharted. So the, I mean this doesn't really surprise me. I hate it because I'm really excited for this movie, but I get it. Yeah, um, kind of following on the hills of that, Mission Impossible Seven has moved to May 27th, 2022, mm -hmm. along with a slate of other films, and I have that list right here. You ready? I'm ready for them. Snake Eyes, July 23rd, 2021. Yeah, that's the G.I. Joe film. Jackass 4, October 22nd, 2021. That hurts. Top Top Gun 2, November the 19th of 2021. That's going to be reviewed. Mission Impossible 7, May 27th, 2022. Dungeons and Dragons, March 3rd, 2023. Oh. Star, Star Trek, June the 9th, 2023. Mission Impossible 8, July 7th, 2023. And Imaginary Friends, November the 17th, 2023. Well, listen, that movie's already so, been out. It's, it's called Schizophrenia. <laughs> um, so, I wanted to ask you, in light of all this stuff moving again, coming from the medical field, what do you think? I think we've we've talked about it before, but it's been a few weeks. So, what do you think we're going to see from theaters? Uh, because if I if I'm running a theater chain, I'm willing to open the doors, but we have to have social distancing. We still have to go the six feet plus, which means I'm going to have to have someone in there monitoring where people sit. Right. And literally, like, every fifth seat or sixth seat is is going to be available. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have very few tickets to sell. At the same time, if someone can show me proof that they have been vaccinated fully, I'm going to put them in a theater with other people that fit that, fit that category that say, hey, you all can just sit like normal. Right. 
it's 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 troubling to me because I mean Regal here in our area recently opened up two weeks ago um, to allow people in with you know God's love versus calm and from from because I, I don't know how the rest of the the country and the world's Regals are but we've got those seats now that recline and you reserve your own seats when you order a ticket which mm-hmm. Those are more social distance than your normal theater seats are, but I don't I don't think I would have to I would have to ask Zoe. Hold on, let me yell for her. She'll come in here in a minute. So I don't know. I'll ask her when she gets in here of what the social distancing was there, but it's like for July I am because I, I wanted that's my first one to go see. Um, was it July 6th or 7th to go see um, Black Widow but I, it's a slippery slope because you can't I don't see movie theaters enforcing this and it's so different every state and mm-hmm. even every county of those states I mean right now uh, the county that I live in I think that you live in as well is they lifted the mask mandate on Friday so you don't even have to wear a mask anymore. And the hospital, our local hospitals, we're seeing our cases uptick again. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's a slippery slope. I, I feel like, though, how it's going, I think as a total of the United States, 20% of people are fully vaccinated. Um, but I'm not, I mean, it, it's, I don't know. What do you think? Because you're, I know you're not in the medical field. What do you feel say for and like what would you I know you would like to see like the I'm checking your cards and stuff like that I don't know if that's that could be would be an answer because the ushers at these movie theaters are not security guards they can't kick people out and then like just like they can't make people wear masks because they're eating and drinking but you know what I mean so it's it's difficult yeah I mean I'm the um I, I know the federal government has come out and said that they will not um force vaccine passports or health passports on people. Right. Hey, so when you went and saw Godzilla versus Kong, did you cuz you went to Regal, right? Yeah. Did did y'all sit in those like the big comfy recliner seats? Yeah. Just a normal theater? Yeah. Well, they were supposed to be warm, but they didn't. What was the social distancing like there? Uh, did they like separate any seats or anything? You can pay beforehand and get tickets online and select your seats, but they don't really like enforce social distancing. Like they they don't take seats between you. Okay, so they didn't do anything at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, I figured that was it. Okay, thank you. So it's you know what I mean. So yeah. I, I feel like that's going to be the majority of your theaters, mm-hmm. and especially because if you can sell seats for where they've been not having any revenue for the past year. I mean, it sucks, yeah. but it's, I feel like with the more and more vaccinations we've got going out there, the more and more we're understanding this virus too. It's, um, I don't know. It's, I'm on both spectrums. Like I would yeah. be all for having everyone have a card, but it's, it's hard for the public. And like, I mean, I went to, to a local hardware store yesterday and our mask mandate lifted the day prior 
and nobody in the store, only like half the employees had to, because I think it was the policy now that they had to, but nobody in the store, like I'm telling Chris, I'm telling you, nobody in the store had a mask on. And I'm just like, I mean, it, and I was talking to my dad about it because, you know, he's a trauma director at a local hospital and everything. And he said, people are just tired. And he says, and it's not, it's not, it's socially unacceptable now to wear a mask because the mask mandate has been lifted. Like you're looked at differently because you've got a mask on at this point. Yeah. Which also the state that we live in in Tennessee as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors to it. Um, but I, I think by July, because I me mean, now in the state of Tennessee, you know, if you're 16 and older, you're allowed to get this vaccine if you want it. And so I'm, I'm, I know that will be the first movie I see in theaters. Movie Black Widow. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, th- I think that's how things are going to go. And yeah, I mean, I've, I, I still continue to wear a mask. Oh yeah, no, I, I will wear a mask. I enjoy it because it hides my bad breath. <laughs> I can make faces at people and they won't know. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I also feel like, you know, if I go into, into a place to get some food or something, right. Mm-hmm. The employees, the employees are being told that they have to wear a mask still by a lot of these establishments. Right. And I think it's somewhat of a common courtesy too. You know, like you, you've got to wear it for your job. The least I can do when I come in here is wear it so that, we're, we're in the same boat. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but the, but, the human species uh, do not care about anybody but themselves. And right. that's just how selfish the world has become. And it's something I realized in 2020, being a nurse on the front lines and working with these patients. It, it, the, the amount of faith and goodwill I lost in society is, I, I, I don't want to say it's irreparable, but... I mean, just seeing Lowe's yesterday, or the the hardware store. I'm not gonna say what it was, but I already said. But anyways, <laughs> seeing them, uh, it's I don't know. It, it's it, it hurts, but yeah, because and it's, no one's seen what we've seen and gone through and had to do. It's just, but that, that's anything. And the way they got politicized. Anyways, we we have, we've already talked about all that before. <laughs> So, <laughs> and that brings our television discussion or our movie discussion to a uh, a close. Uh, now we're on to gaming. Here, this is I'm so excited about this one because two weeks ago we recorded this episode, and we you know you showed it off a brand new blue and white box, and Chris, you got the PlayStation Five. You've had two weeks to play with it, mess with it, and play your games. I want to know what you think because I mean, you play the PlayStation Four, you you know what to compare it to. Um, how, how are you enjoying it? How's the new controller? I mean, give me the whole wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Um, I'll start with the controller. Okay. Uh, feels good in my hands. Um, I don't really have any issues with the controller itself, except it seems like it loses its charge quicker than the PS4 controller. It does. And that's a pain. It's almost <laughs> not even worth unplugging it. Yeah. You know, because by the time you really get into something and, and you're in the middle of whatever, and mine just went into sleep <laughs> rest, rest, rest mode over here, um, and I'm dropping stuff off to the other side, it's a whole mess. Edit it out. Um, but, no, we, um, 
I think we need a better controller, or better battery within the controller. Mm -hmm. um, that's a problem. Um, as far as the graphics, the games I've played so far, nothing's really been made for the five. Uh, but there's definitely a graphic upgrade. It, they look a lot better. How are your load um, times? Are your load times a lot better, like on Madden and stuff like that? Yeah. So what used to take, the, the best way to put it is what used to take, say, three to four load screens on Madden to load on the four is down to, on this, and again, I'm still playing the technically the PS4 Madden. Mm -hmm over on the five and still with the same internet connection it's now down to one sometimes two load screens so that's a phenomenal it's increase it's the, the load screens i think of what have impressed me the most between you know even the xbox and the playstation uh because i mean there's not really been a made for xbox or made for the new playstation yet like 100 yeah. percent made for and the the low times are the the biggest thing between both of them. Yeah, one thing that I did notice too is with Madden, um, and that's that's obviously the game I'm playing the most right now. You know, so I'm I'm gonna probably reference it the most is when I put the I had to keep the console in rest mode a lot because of transferring stuff over, letting it download. Mm -hmm. I would step away, come back, and go to resume Madden, go to resume Ultimate Team. And it would initially start to let me in, and then it would boot me. Mm -hmm. like, Xbox does the same thing for games like that. Yeah. I was like, what? what's going on? <laughs> and it's just, you have to shut the game down, and then log back in for it to let you sign in. Yeah. So just because you're in rest mode, you know, if, if it had been another game like... Valhalla mm -hmm. or something like that I could have just picked right up and kept going you can't do that with games like Ultimate Team and I'm assuming MLB the show's Diamond Dynasty mode will be the same way yeah. um, which I'm excited that one comes in toward the tail end of this week Well, and, uh, you know what's crazy because I can actually play uh, MLB now on the Xbox oh, yeah. for free with Xbox Game Pass yeah. Uh, which I'm really looking forward to because I think the last one I played, um, oh, it was when we were at uh, the old company we used to work for, was the mm. last time I played it. But now it's, have you, did you play Astrobot? I've not played Astrobot. Okay, because what that will do, Should I? I would say yes. It's it's a fun little platformer. So what it does though, it highlights everything for the controller. And for the okay. PlayStation. So, like, uh, your haptic triggers, your uh, certain rumble things, that's the, like, it highlights it all. It's it's, a, the, it's technically a technical demo, but it's a okay. real good game. I mean, it, it made my honorable mentions last year for uh, Game of the Year. Um, trying to think of what else. How was the initial loading in and downloading all your profiles? How was it initially turning on your PlayStation 5 and setting it all up? That went fairly easy. Okay. Um, there, there, there wasn't a lot that was. What I had to do is, um, I'm literally set up here right by the modem. So what I was able to do is put both of them on Wi-Fi. Gotcha. Because, because I, I only had one um, Ethernet cord. Mm. 
So I put them both on Wi-Fi, and then I connected them to to each other with the Ethernet cable, and that allowed for the transfer. I was I had read that that would make it a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um. So I did it that way. The one thing I'm concerned about, and I'm gonna find out when we're done recording this episode, is um. I've been hesitant to log into Assassin's Creed's. Why? So, when you highlight the games, I'll I'll do it for the people that are watching won't be able to actually see it, but because it's too far in the background. When I highlight Madden, it gives me my trophy progress. Yep. Down here in the bottom right corner. When I highlight over to Assassin's Creed, it gives me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think what you have to do, and this is the thing that I can't stand about the PlayStation. Uh, in Sony right now, is I think you have to go to the PlayStation 4 version, which, yeah, they both got versions on there, and you have to download the... No, have you, you haven't played it yet, have you? No. I think once you start it, the, your trophies will start popping. And because okay. it's, it's different uh, sources, I believe, is what I'm trying to remember, because this was something that came up in November last year when all this came out. Because Greg yeah, Miller from Kind of Funny. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had to wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, though, it once you start it, they'll, they start like rapid fire popping. Okay. And it should be good. I think it's just because it's saved on a different database. Then it's got to pop over here. So just make sure you watch them, though, and make sure that there's not any that. Um, I think they patched them. Never mind. Just ignore that, then. But yeah, they should pop as soon as you start playing it. So awesome. and like once you're saved, downloads and everything. But yeah, the the transfer was fine. The one thing that I had to do, like, and I think early on people will have to watch for this too. When you pre-order a game, um, or probably if you buy one at all, MLB the Show they still have a PS4 version. Mm -hmm. So both versions popped into my downloads, and it was it was flagging and it was saying, "Hey, you don't have enough space." Yep. So I was like, "What? What do you mean I don't?" And so I looked and I had to just cancel and delete the ps4 version that's what a lot of people are having problems with is that that's doing that and then some people don't realize it's, it did that and they're playing the playstation 4 version and why for god knows what it doesn't automatically start off on the playstation 5 version right like if you uh like mlb like so say if you didn't catch that and didn't notice it if you hit play on when the day it goes live you'll be playing the playstation 4 version because you hadn't gone through and set it to automatically play the PlayStation 5. I don't know why it does that. Now, with the Xbox, it, you automatically play whatever the optimized version is. Like, it, it doesn't download two different games. It downloads the one. So, yeah, right. it, trust me, that's an issue. I've had, I had to delete a bunch of stuff off of mine for that re same reason. I've also decided, too, that when I do get the, uh, the Xbox, it's probably going to be the S, not the X. That's a good one. Yeah, they're they're both I great. I was looking at it, though, and I was like, I'm going to need, with Game Pass, I'm going to need an external hard drive. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to go to that trouble anyway, I'll just get the cheaper of the yeah. two consoles. That's smart. That's, I've looked into, actually this week, I've looked into getting an external hard drive for my Xbox just because I, for a peace of mind. But for one terabyte for $200, I was like, I'm good. What? Yeah, that's the... Oh, for the, the Seagate that's made for the Series X and S, it's $200. But it's you're, praying, you're paying for the sleekness of it and 
everything. Now I've got the Seagate boxes. Uh, I would unplug the one from my PlayStation Five that you could get for like a uh, hundred dollars for two terabytes, which mm-hmm. I highly recommend for everybody. Anybody. Um, I've got the yeah. two terabyte for my PlayStation Five, and I'll never run out of room for it. So I was going to say because I started looking at some, mm-hmm. and uh, I've I think I've deleted the tab, but oh. I think I saw I think I saw a couple that were like. Uh, $160 for three terabyte. Yeah, it's, it's, you're paying like for that. the name it's, at that point. Yeah. And because they've got an exclusive slot just for the Xbox Seagate uh, terabyte uh, slot there. And that's what all it is. I mean, I can still plug my USB in and get another USB one like I've got for everything else. Just plug it in. They just don't make enough storage on these devices anymore. No. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you got it going. I can't wait for for more adventures. Yeah. Now we got to find you an S. So, uh, well, that's that's something that I was looking at real quick before yeah. we leave the topic. So I logged on to Target's website just to see, mm-hmm. and the Cool Springs store, uh, which is a couple counties over from from where we are, is you know listing that they have limited stock of the s mm-hmm. so i immediately go on and i'm like oh because through target you can also do the all access payment plan right so i'm sitting there I'm, i select that i'm going to scroll down to add it to the to the cart and i'm like oh i can't add it to the cart it's not available for order pickup at the store you can't have it delivered the only way you can get that from target is to walk into the store go to the shelf it's on pick it up and buy it scalpers i mean but it's that's it's, it's ridiculous i mean i get why but uh, for for customers like you who aren't scalping it it they could also they could also record the ip address that bought it and block that ip address from loading anymore into their cart yeah too easy if they wanted to yeah you know that's just too much work for them they don't care they're, they're there to shop and sell stools and you know, beanie babies. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you been playing anything else other than Madden on your PlayStation or anything? Uh, what did I? No, I think I I played Madden, and uh, now apparently I'm gonna play what Astro Bot. Yeah. Tell and me. I'm gonna load into Assassin's Creed and see if it screwed me or not. No, just wait until you see the difference because you've been playing it on the PlayStation 4. I can't wait for you to see what it looks like on the PS5. Well, that's what I was gonna say. The game looks fantastic on the four. It's gonna be better, even better. Yeah. Even better. Like even the okay. jump from my Xbox One to Xbox Series S X on Valhalla, like it's a huge jump. And oh man, like load screens are just lickety split. I, I can't wait. Oh, that's gonna have to be next week. Um, <laughs> as far as what I've been playing this week, I um, been playing the Spellbreak uh, Chapter Two, which is their their new season that came out uh, a couple days ago. Really enjoying it. They upgraded some of their their visuals. They brought a new game mode and um, ranked gameplay. Been playing it mainly. But the biggest one I've also been playing is Outriders. I know the last show we talked about, it was coming out. So I've had Mm -hmm. roughly two weeks with the game, technically. And that game is a game as a service. I'm really enjoying it. The graphics aren't the best. Like, they're they're not top tier. But the gameplay is so smooth, you don't even notice it. And I recommend this. If you like Destiny, if you like Marvel's Avengers, um, 
even just a little bit. This game is fun, and it's it's not hard to get into, but you always have to be connected to online. I don't understand why it's that way, but I um, I really like it, and I can't wait to officially beat the game. I don't even know how close I am to being. I think I might be almost halfway now, but I'm doing a bunch of the side quests. I'm trying to 100% it on the Xbox. Uh, it is on Xbox Game Pass. I bought it separately from it just because I know from the demo I was going to like this game. And uh-huh. so far, I, I'm absolutely loving it. And like, it's all I could think about. <laughs> I'm sitting here at work, and I'm like, oh, man, I really want to play some Outriders right now. And it's, it's, I haven't had a game do that to me in a long time, really, to be honest with you. I, where I just All I think about is that game. And I don't know if it's the first game from the drought that we always have between November and like uh, April, May. But uh-huh. I think that might be what it is. But it's it's a good game. It's fun. But that is all I've been playing. Of course, my usuals, the Destiny and Fortnite I've played, but nothing nothing new on those fronts. And then we only have one notable news here for our gaming stuff for the past two weeks, and it is E3 is back, and I put in parentheses, kind of. We're going to Polygon.com, and this is by Michael McWhorter. E3 will return in 2021 as, quote, reimagined all-virtual event. Organizers announced Tuesday E3 2021 will take place June 12th through the 15th. It will feature content from Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers Games, Coke Media, and the Entertainment Software Association said in a new release. Game developers and publishers will showcase their games E3 2021, quote, directly to fans around the world, the ESI said. E3 2021 content will be free to access thanks to unannounced global media partners. Uh, Quote, we are evolving this year's E3 into a more inclusive event, but will still look to excite the fans with major reveals, insider opportunities that make this event the indispensable center stage for video games, said Stanley Pierre-Louis, president and CEO of the ESA. Now... A lot of things on top of this. E3, I do not think, will survive past this year. Um, so for the so he said in the quote, we are evolving this year's E3 into a more inclusive event, but we'll still look to excite the fans with major reveals and insider opportunities. Uh, a couple weeks back, I didn't put in any of our news donkets because it doesn't really mean much, but in context now, it, it does, that... You could pay to still go into these events. Like you or I could pay, you know, two hundred, three hundred dollars for a ticket to go into these events mm-hmm. to see things that, the like the showcases won't show, and like you can play some of these games like you would like if you normally went to the California and went to E three. Why? This yeah. like and, and even last year when this this was the first one that that hit home in twenty twenty with COVID, the very thing shutting down when E three was canceled. But a lot of people in the industry and the journalists said E3 will not survive last year like because of how well the companies did separately into their own videos. Like Ubisoft, uh, Xbox, I mean, Capcom, Nintendo, all of them did separate things. And the fact yeah. that they're, they're coming back to E3 this year, let's, you know, I mean, even um, uh, not Pete Hines, uh, the guy for Xbox, uh, oh, Lord. Anyways, I forget his name at the moment. I always do this when we're trying to record a podcast. But he said, you know, we're, E3 is a big part of the summer and a big part of video game uh, mm-hmm. a lifestyle. 
and that's why they're in it. I'm surprised to see Nintendo, honestly, and I'm surprised to see Ubisoft. Xbox, I'm really surprised to see, but uh, Phil Spencer nailed it. But I'm really surprised to see all of them in it. But I get it because they. But last year they did so well without E3, yeah. so. And I understand they're trying to make it live, but to me, let it die. And even all the games journalists are are saying the same thing. It it's not beneficial anymore, especially with 2020 when everything was virtual and you did these big events, got the internet a buzz, got everything going. You don't pay millions of dollars to go out at E3 to show this, or thousands rather, and you can do it from the, your own studio. So, hmm. I mean, it, I get it. it. Makes sense. Yeah, and one of my biggest goals. Uh, back way back a couple years ago was to go to E3 as a video games journalist. I don't, and I'm sitting here saying that E3 should die, and, but it's it's a slippery slope. I feel like with with E3, but I'm I, on one hand I'm glad it's back. On the other hand, I'm I'm with Sony. I'm like, why would we spend the money to to do this when we could do it ourselves for so much cheaper and still yeah. get the reaction that we wanted. Especially with yeah. them making it all virtual still. Well, and if they did want to get money for access to demos, mm-hmm. they could they could do like a little bundle and put it up. You know, yeah, you could put it in your stores, like you say, uh, yeah. uh, Xbox e, uh, preview demo kit. Yeah. Paid twenty dollars for like seven games or something like that. Whatever they showed. Yeah, I mean. Oh. They'd make more money that way instead of uh, they Chris. Would. If this happens again, well, we're suing everybody. <laughs> I'll just be happy if they give me an Xbox S. So. <laughs> no, no, you aim for the stars, buddy. They're giving you okay. something. You get the best one. <laughs> okay. An X. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. and, and speaking of releases, uh, Sea of Thieves season two for PC, Xbox X, and Xbox One comes out April fifteenth. Uh, and Tribal Pass for the PS5, X Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch is April 16th. Hmm. And that's it. I mean, nothing really big gaming-wise. Everything's been pushed back. So I'm curious to see what the rest of our next couple of months comes up. But going off, sorry, we meant to bring this up in the E3 story. We also have Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest, which was a, a semi-huge hit last year, which was their own kind of E3. But like it was over several months. And that's still going on full thing. And Jeff Keighley tweeted out, "Hey, Xbox uh, Summer. I mean, the Summerfest is free. E3 is not. So, not to go and demo those stuff. So it's, uh, I don't know. I, I think the tides are changing when it comes to our gaming landscape. But Chris, episode twenty-one. That's it. That's in the books. You have a- anything else you want to talk about? I know we had a lot to catch up on and." I feel like we got it all out there and stuff to talk about and thunder force is your movie to, <laughs> to watch to do your homework this week um, on Netflix. We got two films to watch. I got to get caught up on invincible. It's going to be a full week. Yeah. It's going to be a fun week. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait, Chris. Next week's going to be a good show. But guys, thank you all for listening and watching to the NerdWide Podcast. This was episode 21. I can't believe we have done 21 episodes. But again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you from Chris's heart as well. Uh, If you like the show, of course, like I said at the top of the show, make sure you subscribe and share with all your friends on social media. The more eyes we get on this, the more ears we get to be in. 
It's weird to say. Did you uh, say what? <laughs> it Did makes you say it we get to the, B-N or the B and B and more ears oh. is, is even better. Uh, that's in a fiction waiting to happen. Uh, but don't, guys, don't forget to share on all your favorite social media platforms. Don't forget to rate and review with whatever podcasting service you're listening to. And don't forget to start us up on YouTube to subscribe to us there. If you like what you saw on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. If you didn't, go down to the comments and let us know what you didn't like and what we can improve on. But until then, guys, we will be back next week for another episode of Nerdwide Podcast. We can't wait to see you then. Wash your hands, stay safe, and wear your mask if you can, please. We appreciate it. Have a good week, everybody. Later, guys.